Hello. Hiya. How are you? I'm good. I'm somehow not connected to my earbuds. There we go. <laughs> okay. I can hear you good. Damn it. I'm having technical difficulties. Oh, no. It's me, not you. No, I'm just trying to... So there's less... Uh... There we go. All good? Maybe. <laughs> okay, they're on strike, so I guess I'm just going on the fly. Anyway, oh. that's fine. We're on speaker, and thankfully the construction trucks have stopped booping. Okay. Yeah, it sounds good on my end. I can't really okay. hear anything. Yeah. Except well, there was just like, there was lots of people, and there was lots of construction vehicles making beep beep noises. Yeah. <laughs> so how's your day going? Pretty good. Just, I got one home, you know, mom mm -hmm. life. Yeah. This happens to be the more mellow one out of the bunch. So I was like, I could do this today. <laughs> I'm like, it, it'll be okay with Hannah here, but yeah. probably not so much. With is the rest she, of is she homesick or does she, is she? <sighs> she's, so she's been kind of having like issues at school. Oh, okay. We're kind of in the middle of getting her evaluation done. My son's autistic. I think I've kind of shared about that. Yeah. yeah. So she's kind of having some stuff and I think we're kind of her way of, you know, voicing that is coming out as like, I don't feel good. Right. So we're working on it and it's, but I, I, I am going to take her for a checkup just because she's saying her throat hurts. So it could be, right. it's always something with the germs. I swear. Is this well in there? The kids are like petri dishes. <laughs> oh yeah. Like it's, I keep asking my friends that have like older kids, like when does it get better? Because I just feel like we're in this constant like state of germs and sickness and, I'm like, I clean, like, I'm a Virgo. I clean constantly. It's not that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like probably um, once they're teenagers, maybe. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I, I just don't remember, like, being this sick as a young kid. So I'm, like, constantly thinking, am I doing something wrong? Like, No. Um, but... I don't know what it is. Maybe there's yeah. just more out there in the world. Who knows? Right. I mean, and now with special COVID and all those fun things. Oh, I know. Like, and we just got over all of that again for the second time. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, you just had it. I did. And it was surprisingly like, oh, I was fine. You know, I'd have to go to the hospital or anything, but right. it was kind of rough this second time. Yeah. So, but we got through it and I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I've had it three times. I'm lucky. Oh. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Times. Well, it's easy for me to get because um, my, I don't even know if it's my normal life or whatever, because I don't know if that's returning. But when I was working in the film industry, I was like the go between between the people in the studio and the outside world. And so yes. they'd send me out and then I'd get it because I'd be out shopping for people or doing errands or whatnot. Right. More exposed. Yeah, and then I'd hear, you know, they'd send out an email like, oh, COVID's going around. I'm like, it's my fault. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't help it. I mean, you got to, you're just doing your job. I know, I know. Uh, Which I so don't. <laughs> is, 
is the strike still affecting you? Is that what's happening? It's fallout. Like everything's pushed back. Uh, um, yes. Nobody, so many of my friends that work in the industry aren't working. So oh, I'm trying to figure out my next step in life. Like I'm waiting tables now, right. which I hate. But yeah, gotta do something. Be, I get it. That could be rough with all the different uh, personalities out there. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's like being on your feet, and it's very taxing. And it's a lot of yeah, a lot of work for not much. Well, let's focus on hopefully everything you know going better, and you will get some more work. You know, with Hollywood, that would be. That would be yeah. good. But this is well, good for now. I mean, the, yeah. I hope this takes off for you a little more. Um, oh, the, the, the podcast? Yeah. yeah. It's very therapeutic. Good. It's fun. And it's a good way to just get to know people. And I'm meeting so many wonderful uh, Instagram folk. Yes. I just, yeah. it. I just slide into people's DMs. I'm like, hey. <laughs> I'm I sure some people like... are annoyed. No, I they shouldn't be especially if they're listening like I've listened to most of them like I will get behind and then I'll catch up and they've all been really awesome so I'm I'm excited and thank you for having me on like it's awesome you know what's funny it's something that I felt for a long time I could get into just because Mm -hmm. um when I was a kid I was super into it's so embarrassing now but I was really into like record I would get my grandma's old tape recorder out and I would record myself like basically doing like interviews and then just like talking about my day and like this was before like the whole podcast world so yeah um so it's just funny like I think about that when I was a kid and I'm like, I should do a podcast or just kind of join some sometimes. Like, Yeah, I always thought about it, but I was like, no. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? Everybody has a podcast. Nah. Yeah. But then, of course, I was on two of them, and then I got bit by the bug. Right. So, and here we are. Yeah. So, it's good. I've been trying not to um, stress about it because it's like I was doing it every week and then I was like bi-weekly, but then I did a separate episode and I was like, well, it's who knows. I'll just release it when I release it. I know you're supposed to be consistent, but I'm an Aquarius. Right. <laughs> I get it. I'm an Aquarius moon. Nice. So, that's, my, yeah. My, my moon is, I'm an Aries moon and a Virgo rising. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Virgo. I'm a Virgo son, so oh. that's why we get along so well with the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've been doing a more of a deep dive on my Aquarius moon, like especially you know since we're in Aquarius season, right? And I've just been like reaching out to someone because I'm kind of beginner like on all the astrology stuff, but yeah. I've been reaching out to like some of my astrology friends. I'm like, is this is this part of being an Aquarius moon? You know, but. I just feel like I have a pretty eclectic taste. Like I'm kind of all over the place with what I like. And, you know, it's, you had mentioned something on one of your other podcasts where you said kind of you didn't fit, you felt like you didn't fit in. Like, and I I felt like that, like my whole life, like, where do I fit in? Because I just kind of always felt like I'm just different than everybody, you know, and somebody told me that's part of, I think, being an Aquarius moon. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, Aquariuses are very out there, and they're yeah. their own people, and 
um yeah it, growing up it's like even like within the gay community within kids in high school and junior high whatever like right. i even felt like i was too weird for the the, the geeks or the freaky people like yeah. they just like i don't know like i hung out with people but i just kind of like was all over the place and but right. like, i think because i was trying to figure out where the hell i fit in yeah and that's always fun doing that when you're a you know teenager right no i get it i don't yeah. miss being a teenager i don't either like there's certain things i miss about that time but yeah just the whole figuring out life and you know it's yeah it's hard yeah mm-hmm and then you get to be, you know, 46 and you're still trying to figure out life. Oh, I know. I don't think it ever ends. I think we're always kind of in that state of, you know, figuring things out and we grow and change. And then we're like, we have a whole new set of things we have to figure out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. How old are you again? I will be 40 this year. I'm 39 oh. right now. I turn 40 in September. September what? 7th. Okay, that's the day before um, my mother's birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah, my mother uh, was a Virgo. My brother is a Virgo. My grandmother was a Virgo. So oh, my gosh. Brought up with a lot of Virgos. And my sister's a Leo. Oh, okay. So how was that for you growing up with all that Virgo energy? It was good, actually. I mean, I think it, it probably taught me a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, I've always gotten along with Virgos. I get along with Leos. It's just Geminis that I'm not wild about. Yeah. But I think except for Geminis. It's so weird. I'm super attracted to Geminis. And yeah. I always have been. And a lot of my long like relationships are with Geminis. Like my high school best friend, I've been friends with her for 27 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I can't get enough of them. But yeah. they, they drive me nuts sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that yeah. whole double-sidedness. It's like, okay, who do we have today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I do when I talk <laughs> to them. I'm just like, okay, which one of you am I talking to? Right. Yeah. It's uh -oh. interesting. I guess that's, I don't know. It just kind of keeps it interesting, I guess. Yeah. I don't but, know. It's, it's interesting because, like, with Aquarius, I feel like we're kind of like every sign just wrapped up in one yeah. sometimes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like you just it's, put them in a blender and there you have it. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like the good thing about being an Aquarius, and I feel like I connect to it being an Aquarius moon, mm -hmm. is I think that you can relate to so many different people. Oh, yeah. Like, there's always something like that you could kind of connect on. And yeah. that's what like, I love about like the whole Aquarius you know, energy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why it's interesting, too, because it's like, I always worry that I'm just going to start a podcast and it's going to be shit. And then I'm just like, what am I going to talk about? What if it's just boring? And I'm like, right. I feel like I am able to connect with a lot of different people and I'm able to, you know, I can't just have one type of conversation. That's why a lot of people are like, well, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, all the things i don't know yeah <laughs> i don't have preset questions a lot of people think oh they're going to be on here and it's just going to be about madonna i'm like that's just a clever name yeah i think that's what makes it so unique and exciting though is like it's you know it's just coming from like an authentic place where yeah. i think most podcasts are planned and they kind of 
you know, have like a set list that they're going to do. And so that's what I think is really cool about this is like, you kind of don't know what you're going to get each time you listen. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, because I'm like, even in my normal life, I'm not a planner. I don't really write lists unless like a grocery list sometimes, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm just very like, not fly by the seat of my pants, but sort of. Yeah. I mean, I do like to know what's happening, like when I'm, you know, like making plans with friends and stuff. Like I'm not very much into the whole just like, oh, whenever the, I don't like maybes. Right. I think maybe means no. Right. I get it. <laughs> so See, I'm a planner, but yeah. I think like a part of that is being a Virgo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like to be uncomfortable, like, and challenged. And yeah. so I'm constantly like, like something even like this, because we don't have a plan of what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's kind of, it's hard for me. It's like definitely stepping out of my comfort zone. But every time I do that, I always feel really good about myself. Like I did something hard that like, you know, I resist against, but I, you know, so I think it's, you know, it's good to do that every once in a while. Oh yeah. I mean, I like, I'm afraid of heights, but I ride roller coasters. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I still, I still push the comfort zone. Yes. I grew up in Southern California, so we had all the, we had a amusement parks all around so we were and it's weird i loved roller coasters growing up but i am something happened and i'm really afraid of heights as an adult now so i'm like yeah uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm uh, i'm from california as well all right Where about? No- northern california That's like uh, right. 45 minutes outside of san francisco okay so i'm a bay area boy yes okay yeah i do remember now like talking about that with you so I grew up I would say like 15 miles outside of Los Angeles like downtown LA so um a city called El Monte Mm -hmm. Um, and yep that's where I'm from and I miss it but I don't miss the really expensive rent (laughs) yeah yeah that's part of the reason why I'm now in the Midwest you know because it's it's crazy out there, but I miss yeah. a lot of the stuff. Like I miss the people. I definitely miss the food. Like there's no, like, oh, yeah. I, I have not found food as good as out there. You probably, what, what state are you in again? Ohio. Oh, I was just in Ohio. I was just I in know. Cleveland. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to a bar with perhaps the worst name for a gay bar ever. Okay. Was it was it? a bar in Akron. We went uh, on my birthday and it was called, my friend was like, we're going to Terry's. I was like, okay, Terry's like T E R R Y. I was like, cool, cool. Nope. Oh it's T E A R dash E Z. Tear easy. I was like, um, no. That sounds like a, like a name Ohio would come up with. <laughs> yeah. Well, then what made it even worse is when we were there, they had just had a chili cook off. Oh, God. And so my friend was like, well, I guess it's uh, Bottoms Night Off. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the um, Malta area, which I think, so Cleveland, I haven't even ventured over that way. But I think it's like, that's kind of further away. Like, I would say two, almost 200 miles. Oh, yeah, like, that's a bit. 
Yeah, but I'm kind of over in Amish country. Oh, yeah, I've heard it's over there. My friend that I went to go visit, because it was her birthday right before mine, yeah. um, they're in Stowe, which is yeah. probably about 40-some-odd minutes from Cleveland. Right. I don't know which direction, though. Yeah, it's different. It's um, actually worried about being accepted over here and kind of, you know, not sure. Just, you know, being a witch and kind of yeah. out there and not, you know... This is a, we're in the Bible belt, as they say, but um, yeah. everybody's been pretty cool and accepting of me. So yeah, it's been okay, you know? Yeah. It's definitely different, you know? Not, oh, yeah. Still not quite used to it. Yeah, I was in California and then I started off in Vegas. We lived there oh. for a while and then um, we came out here and yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, it's one of those things where it's like, it still doesn't feel quite like home yeah so it makes me think like i don't know is this gonna be my forever place like i don't know i think i'm still sort of searching for where i'm gonna be oh yeah same i mean i've been in atlanta for over 20 years now but i still don't necessarily think this is it where i'm just gonna end up yeah yeah i i really am interested in like the east but i don't know yeah. It's hard. It's hard when you have like uh, like when you when you have kids and stuff, it's hard to just kind of like get up and go and oh, that's yeah. something yeah. that I was just talking about earlier how you know becoming a mom and like finding yourself like in motherhood but still being able to be yourself and do the things, you know, but it's right. they they are like, you know, beautiful little anchors. Yeah. <laughs> they keep you grounded, you know, sort of. Well, and I'm sure it's hard, too, because society doesn't really, I mean, motherhood or no, they don't really want people to be authentic. Right. We're not, we're not trained to be authentic. No. So it's hard to be you and still, you know, right. maintain your regular life. And, and you get um, a lot of judgment. Like, you get oh, a yeah. lot of judgment when you try to, you know, be a mom and do other things. Yeah. You know, it's like you're not allowed to do that. You're a mom now, you know, like, yeah. um, yeah, it's, I get that from a lot of like gay guys. Cause there is, um, especially here in the South, it's weird. Cause like in San Francisco, everybody was just melting pot and it was cool, but it's very separate. Like there's, you know, the gays hang out with the gays and lesbians hang out with the lesbians and et cetera. Right. And so like a lot of, guys when they found out in my past that i've been with women also that i've been with trans men and all that they're just like their head explodes and i'm yeah. like i'm just me and I don't, right. I don't give a shit it's just whatever connection i feel with somebody see that's exactly how i feel too like i've you know come out well a long time ago i've i've kind of always said i'm bisexual but i start like thinking like am i really like pansexual because yeah I'm, I'm just, it's really about that connection and like, I don't know, that's always what it's been for me. It doesn't really yeah. matter. None of that matters to me. It's just always been about finding that connection and, you know, being right. able to just really click with someone and. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like the term queer. Um, I came out as bisexual in ugh, junior high. <laughs> yeah. But um, I that's because I didn't know and I was like, okay. And then I went on, as I call it, the sex buffet and try and figure out what I was into. Right. And um, 
you know, you just got to figure it out. And then I've realized that, you know, what I dig is the masculine energy. Right. Even though men are terrible, but, uh, you know, male presenting. So cis men and trans men. Yeah. I'm not like feminine is fine. It's lovely, but it does nothing for me sexually. Right. So. Yeah. See, and I feel like I see myself, like I lean like a lot more masculine, like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but I, for the longest time, especially when I was younger, well, when I was really little, I didn't even really know what it meant to be gay, you know? And I just liked, I, I liked girls and I had experiences with girls, all my, you know, beginning, everything was all my first experiences were with girls. Yeah. And so then when I, you know, somebody asked, I remember being, I think it was like, sixth grade somebody's like so are you a lesbian and I started asking questions and stuff and I you know for the longest time I thought maybe I was yeah you know but then it's also because you know people's preconceived notions and what you're fed to believe and oh yeah all that yeah and that's like the thing you need grow up in a certain environment and stuff and just you know just you don't aren't I don't know, like, I I try to be, like, really open with my kids, you know, to an extent. Like, yeah. I know I can't, like, tell them everything. But oh, I yeah. want them to understand, you know, the differences out there and that, like, it's okay. Like, just be yourself, right. you know, and we accept others as they are. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they always have questions. And, you know, some of the questions are pretty interesting. And like, you know, some would say like, oh, they're too young to know about that. No, 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 no. Like, I want them to know if they're, my thoughts are if they're old enough to have the thought and ask the questions, they're old enough to hear the answers. Right. And then, you know, I want to educate them. And I think that's how we get our kids to be accepting, you know, of others and differences and, you know. Yeah. Because I feel definitely when I was growing up, if my mother were available to answer a lot of these questions, then it would have changed a lot. Right. Because everything was just like, sweep it under the rug, don't talk about it. Yeah. You know, I'd never had the birds and the bees conversation. Like my whole, my whole sexual education was through Madonna because, you know, yeah. everything that she brought to the table, I was like, okay. Yeah. But it was also very confusing because when the sex book came out, I didn't know about any of that. I didn't know about bondage or S&M. And I was like, what is she doing? And it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. Because I was like 15 or something. Yeah. I was raised by boomers. Oh, yeah. Because I, you know, pretty much raised by my grandparents. So, yeah, that wasn't really like we didn't talk about that stuff. Like, we did talk about it. I remember it was in like some you know, flowers and, you know, watering the oh, flowers. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Like, no, like, <laughs> and that yeah. just confuses you even more. So, you know, I didn't know nothing. about anything until, you know, I started, my friends and I started comparing notes and then, yeah, gosh, we would stay up late and like, you know, when the computers came out, we started looking stuff up on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, and then I'd have you know my grandmother in the next day. Are you looking up you know this? I'm like, well, you know, now looking back, well, gosh, like 
I was trying to understand, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if people would actually answer questions, I mean, I remember, and I always go back to Madonna because, you know, that's, that's, she raised me. Yeah. <laughs> but there was an interview that she did on Nightline, and it was when the Justify My Love video came out, which was actually the first video to ever be banned, which in retrospect now, <laughs> it's like, that was tame. It was like... Okay. You know, it was like two women kissing and a little bit of like, you know, S&M and they were, God forbid, there were female nipples. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, but they were like, oh, well, do you find this appropriate for children to see? And she's like, well, do you think it's appropriate for people to see violence and degradation towards women and right. people being blown up and torn to bits and, yeah, you know, yeah. all this? Like, why is that okay? Right. And it's always, well, because it's obviously a double standard because that's very, a male generated ideal. Yeah. So, um, so anything sexual or feminine or whatever, it just, you know, I think anything other than the norm freaks people out and it always has. Yeah. And I think even though we've progressed a lot, we're still not quite there. Right. It's like, we're, we're making steps. Yeah. I just think, like, when we get uncomfortable about something, instead of, and that's where I've, like, I'm glad I'm in this place now. Or if I experience something and it makes me uncomfortable, I look into it. Like, okay, why is that? Or if I have judgment against others, like, why is that? And it's always right. rooted to some type of, you know, something with my upbringing or, you know. Um, and it's something that, you know, it's, we're all human. We all go through, you know, things. And right. we need to just kind of like, if there's something that we feel or think and it's hurtful towards others, like you just have to like look at it and see why that is and work through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just power walking. <laughs> uh oh. Well, no, there, there, there were two women having a conversation behind me and I'm like, let's get away from Karen. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure you know. they're not. I'm sure they're lovely, but I'm like, like unless they want to be in the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you start putting their their opinions in there. I know it's funny because it's like I haven't done it outside. I mean, one time I, I did it in the car because I was like there was too much sound in the house. Yeah, but I'm just like it's kind of fun doing it on the fly. Yeah. Because there was that one that we did where it was like I called it the open air podcast, where it was like me and my friends watching an art movie. Yeah. And that was fun. Yeah. That's cool. It's just good to do different after a while, you know. Sometimes it just the monotony gets boring. Definitely. So here we are. So you just had a birthday. I did. It just the last on Saturday. Aw, so it was good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, it was just, just this quick whirlwind crazy trip. I mean, left on a Thursday, came back on a Sunday. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um wasn't long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I haven't traveled for birthday in forever. Right. Um, of course the last time I traveled for my birthday, COVID happened, so I was worried that oh. I'd bring another plague about. God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring COVID. No, it was weird because I was in LAX like the day that it landed in the United States. It was like, cool. Right. And then I heard something about come to find out that 
it you know the original way that they thought it came about they're talking about it may not even have been that it may have been something in lab and i was like cool well what is it then right yeah do we do we even know do we do we even have the answer now no and it's just that could have we could have escaped a lot of horrible i mean there's still obviously be racism but you know i just remember how people were towards asian people when that happened and it was so stupid yeah i feel like that whole thing really kind of uncovered a lot of stuff like i don't know like just started seeing a lot more things like yeah 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 it's weird um I don't know. This whole I, I'm I'm nervous about the election. Right. Um, I don't know. I and every time that I keep hoping that something's gonna happen to the uh, Cheeto, nothing ever does. Right. Um, and then I'm like, okay, so it's it's like we're back again, Biden versus Trump. And I, I Biden's fine. I'm not in love with him. He's been a placeholder. Yeah. I think that we need to stop having old white men be in power. That's where I'm at with the whole thing. Like, I'm, I sort of, like, right now I'm in this place where I sort of feel bad for Biden just because, like, he is getting up there. And I just think, like, gosh, like, I know he's really old. And I think, like, when I see him, like, doing speeches and stuff and he's getting kind of confused and, like, people are making fun of him saying that, you know, he doesn't know what's going on. and, And I just think to myself, like, well, gosh, like, he is old and, like, I wish... Like, he probably should just be enjoying himself and retiring, you know? But at the same time, it's like, I don't like anybody else. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I just think we do need to kind of, like, get these old white guys out of the way. And I don't know, like, let the mothers come in and take some some more, like, like, different. We definitely need something different, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... Yeah, well, because the old way of doing things hasn't really worked. Right, and that's so. the whole thing. I just think we have so many of these old mindsets that are just still out there. And I don't know, like, I talk about this a lot. And I think that eventually, you know, all these old, you know, ways and stuff, they will die out. Yeah. And I think we will see, you know, differences and change. But unfortunately, we're just going to have to go through a lot to get there you know yeah Yeah. and i think that you know people like um trump being in power has really ruined a lot yeah i mean not that it was perfect before but it just made it even worse because it made it everyone who had horrible opinions and was you know misogynistic and racist and whatnot it's just like you just be the most horrible version of you and it's fine right yeah, that oh. was a really um, gross time, like when yeah. when he was in office, and just I remember a lot of just it was just hateful, a lot of bad stuff going on all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping we're not headed for round two. Yeah, but we'll see. I don't know. Just gotta, and then there are all those people that are like, "Oh, well, my vote doesn't matter." I'm like, "It sure as hell does." Right. That's a lot of people win by one vote. I definitely will vote. Like, I believe in that. But I have, I've even thought that to myself sometimes. Like, yeah, you know, I think it's just our process thinking, you know, but I have thought that. Like, does it even matter? But 
It does. I, I think well, people I, should definitely vote. I mean, we just voted some things in Ohio yeah. that our vote mattered and right. it made a difference. And I mean, it just, um, so I do think people should, should really research and listen yeah. and get out there and, and vote, you know? Well, what drives me crazy, too, is, like, the way votes are tabulated. It's like, oh, you can win the popular vote, which should be the vote that gets you the presidency, but no. Right. Because, <laughs> like, Hillary Clinton, she had the popular vote. Yeah. So it's like the way they tabulate, the way the way all of it's done just doesn't make sense. It's very old and archaic. Right. I just feel like a lot of it, though, is, you know, we kind of know it's not just that person. It's a whole collective that's yeah. in there, you know, making decisions and stuff. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I just think there's a lot of, like, I agree with the thoughts of, like, term limits for our Congress. There's yep. a lot of really old mindsets in there. Uh-huh. Like, I am happy to, you know, I'm starting to see some newer people, like, younger people coming in. And that's what we need, you know. Yeah. Because, again, to get these old, you know, mindsets out of there that are just, this is a we're in a very different place, especially yeah. as a country. And all of that, those old belief systems, they don't fit anymore, yeah. you know? And it's like, and they are not willing to admit that or look at that and realize like, yeah, you know what? We got to let these younger people come in and yeah. tell us like what they need for the future, you know, like, yeah, these just there's just a lot of old like ways still in place yeah. that I think need to go. Yeah, well, and a lot of them just won't die, right. like Mitch McConnell. He will. He just the turtle lives, lives on. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand after he had that stroke, and I mean, he had a stroke, right? I think so. Okay, that's what I heard, but you know. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, there should be. there If there's not term limits, there should be at least be age limits. Right. Because um, well, that's like, we come back to the same thing where I end up like feeling bad for people. I don't think we are meant to work until we die. Like, no. And I think that, you know, that's like, I know the American way is like to work, you know, just well, it's work bullshit, your folks though. Off, you know? I mean, other countries don't do that, and they get along fine, and I don't know, like, what is it, like, is it France or Italy? Yeah. Like, I know the way that their work days are, like, very limited, or their work weeks. Like, why don't we do that? Why don't we actually pay people a fair wage so they don't have to, like, die just to be able to, like, pay their bills and afford rent? Yeah. Well, and that's, like, you know, my friends and family that are still on the West Coast, that's one of the things that I hear them talk about is... Like, I, I have to work pretty much until I'm, you know, 90. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no, I'm like, yeah, that's not, that's not happening to me. And that's why yeah. I'm like, I'm, I couldn't stay out there, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm paying $700 for a, a huge house. Oh, my God. And, like, I have, like, my brother, he's in an apartment paying almost three grand a month. And wow. I'm just like, I can't, like, I just can't do it. Like, the. The people are awesome. It's fun out there. The food's great. But yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny because it's like when I moved out here to Atlanta, it was a lot cheaper. And then now it's like any other giant city where it's just it's not really affordable. Right. So. Yeah, I'm seeing that, you know, too. Like even out here, it's, 
not it's definitely way more affordable than other places but yeah there's it's even going up over here too but i just need to meet a rich husband and yeah you know i need to manifest that well i think you can do it too on your own like you don't yeah. need anybody but that would be I nice know. huh I do. I do definitely want a partner. I mean, yeah, for sure. that would be nice. I've been single for way too long. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so since like mid two thousands. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, a lot of it's been by choice, and a lot of it's just I have horrible choosing skills. Yeah. Well, and then I know the pandemic probably did not help things. No gosh like i felt bad for people trying to date during all that <laughs> well and it's hard to date uh, in your 40s it's hard to date as a gay man it's hard to date in this particular city and then with apps and whatnot and you know because people catfish people um they lie people you know i've met a lot of people in person and i'm like wow you do not profile picture yeah <laughs> That's so. what's like really hard too about the dating scene nowadays. Like, I yeah, like you, if people are meeting on apps and online, it's just like so confusing. And then they're because you know even like with people using filters and stuff. And I'm not knocking filters. I use filters. Oh but yeah, same. I'm also not trying to like you know like meet somebody that I'm gonna be with and like this is what I look like. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. doing it for fun or whatever. But so that's what's happening. I'm I'm hearing like a lot of people say like yeah, they, and just besides not even the looks, but people try to present themselves in a, a different way, and then that's not reality when you meet that person. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. Well, and yeah. then so many of my friends. I mean, well, I guess not my friends, but because actual friends wouldn't give you horrible advice. But you know, people tell me they're like. You know, oh, you need to hold back. You need an air of mystery. You need, you know, you know, don't tell them everything right away. Don't put everything all on the table. I'm like, you know, I, I don't want to like trap somebody. I just want to be right. like, this is me. Yes or no. Cool. Yeah. Right. Like I, I, I agree completely. Like I think that it's best to be honest about who you are, and yeah. you know why. Like you don't want to mess around, and then you know, you, if you're dishonest and then you find out like they're not into that as a certain aspect of yourself that you were hiding, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, so it's, yeah. I, I want them to know I'm totally psycho right off the bat. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Aww. Um, no, I'm not psycho. I'm just an Aquarius. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> well, I think you have a lot to offer. So just, I try. I try. Hope. Like, you know, I know. I think stuff like that too. Like, I don't know. I hate to sound all woo woo, but I do think like things happen, like, you know, when they're meant to. And, oh, yeah. You know, it's, I don't know. Sometimes it just takes a minute. Yeah. Sometimes we're just like working on something else. And then, you know, then it's like, it's weird. Like that door will open and then you'll meet someone, you know? Yeah, I know. And I should, uh, there's a guy I'm into and I know it's just a friend with benefits situation, but I'm like, I'm still going to go for it because good Lord, I've wanted, been interested in him for a long time. Yeah. So, but the pro problem is, is he's very, more? 
down the huh? line? Could it end up being more? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, my biggest problem is, is he's not very... He doesn't text back like, you know, a lot of people. So it's just like, it'll be quite a while until I hear back from him and it's frustrating. Yeah. So, and then like, you know, I'm trying to respect him and like, cause I met him through his work and I don't want to like bring that into his work. Cause you know, that's, it's not, it's not professional. Yeah. So I, uh, when I do see him at work, I'm very just much like, I'm a normal person and there's none of this other stuff going on behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we haven't hooked up yet, but I'm just like trying to make that happen and see where that could go or should, go. I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, I get it. But it was weird because it's like when I found out he was interested, it was like, really? Cause like he's, he's godlike. <laughs> And I'm Aww. like, you want me? Okay. Aww. I was very confused. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. I did see him last night, though, and I did melt a little bit because I said goodbye, and he said happy Valentine's Day, and he kissed Aww. my hand, and I was like, you probably do that to everybody, but okay. <laughs> oh, that's nice, though. I Aww. know. I'm trying not to like be too interested because I know I don't want to think that it could go anywhere. I just want to like look at it as face value. Yeah. So, but then I have a problem too is I always go head first when I'm into somebody. And so I'm trying to hold back. Yeah. I think that's like, that's the thing though, when you're, you know, just being real and, you know, get, you know, putting it all out there. It's like, that's what you do. You just kind of go with it. You don't hold back. And like, yeah. I feel like I'm the same way when I really get involved with somebody, like I just kind of like fall in love with people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that I'd rather do that than kind of miss out or. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, and it's hard because it's like, that's like another thing. Like when you're talking about like, not holding back and not, you know, kind of censoring yourself or being somebody different. It's hard to, I don't know. Cause when everybody makes you feel like, Oh, you should behave this way. And I'm like, but that's not me. Right. The biggest problem though, was when I get all quote unquote psycho, like, you know, I don't hear from him. So I just rattle off like rapid fire texts and then I'll finally hear from him and I'll apologize. And he's like, Oh, you're fine. So I'm like, don't tell me I'm fine because I'll continue to do this. Right. Like hmm. the other day I felt bad because he was sick and I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess you don't want to hang out, huh? Do you know no. what his sign is? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I don't know if we talked about that. Hmm, I'm curious now. I'm trying to like guess like who that could be because it's like I want to say he's a Leo, but then I could be wrong. Okay. I don't know. I mean, probably just because he has that lion's mane. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Does he have long hair? Oh yes. Oh. That is my kryptonite. Oh my god! Same. Yes. Yeah. I love. He is. Beautiful. Oh man. And I'm just like, okay, let's make this happen. Right. 
<laughs> like I need that hair in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, among amongst other things. Yeah. I guess. So it. I mean I did send him a cute little Valentine yesterday. It was just a picture of a hammer and a nail and it said, I want to bang you. <laughs> I thought it was cute. I love it. And I was like, well, do, did he say anything back? No, he didn't. Well, he was, he was working late, but oh. I'm, I don't know. I'm trying not to respond today and be like, so. But then part of me is like, well, he has the day off. Maybe I'll want to hang out. Yeah. I don't. You're like, let's do this thing. You know, like, let's stop playing games. Yeah, I know. Oh, Quit playing oh. games with my car. Yeah. Oh, I'm in the car now because, you know. Too people Yeah, there's so many sounds. And then, of course, I get in the car and it's like, babe, babe. I'm like, well. <laughs> You're fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I just, uh, like, th- that was the reason for... Um, Cleveland is that I just things have just been kind of weird and I'm like I needed a win I needed something good to happen yeah definitely and so with this dude I'm like I would like another win (laughs) yeah oh he just texted me (laughs) wow I know that's funny I know it's like how funny he his ears were probably burning yeah, I know. <laughs> I was I was at least good and I did not, you know, do my usual. Yeah. So which would be just like, hey, 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 hey. It's hard. Like I don't get all the like games and the you know, like let's just do we wanna do something or not? Like I don't know. Well, like I just my thing is, is like, it takes a second to text somebody back. Like, just, yeah. you know, I'm very, I, I've been guilty of it sometimes, but right. I'll at least like apologize later. But like nine times out of 10, I will text people back right when they text me. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm pretty good at like texting. It's the whole, like, I got like messen- like messenger on Instagram and then I'm actually still on Facebook, like that's where all my family is. So they're messaging me on Facebook Messenger. And those I have a hard time with. Like, I, I'm i pretty good at texting back, like, if it's actual text. But it's, like, all the social medias where I'm just, like, I don't have notifications on or whatever. I don't yeah. go on for a minute. Like, it's just, like, this whole thing. And I'm, like, just text me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It is funny because some of my friends, like I, like my friend Andy, we talk on Facebook Messenger, on Instagram, and then we text. And so it's just always like one of the three and it just, it cracks me up. Like he'll send me a link on one and a text on the other and a picture on the other. I'm like, wow. Like we're having multiple conversations in different places. Uh Uh-huh. I have, yeah, I have friends I do that with or we'll have like several conversations like in different places and i'm just like okay yeah (laughs) yeah it's a lot i mean and i'm fine with that i think the the one thing that i i can't stand which i only allow it with like one set of people i don't like group texts yeah um but my madonna people um i was about to say my atlanta madonna people but two of them are atlanta one of them is is knoxville but you know we we have a a group chat 
and I, yeah. I allow that. Yeah, that could get complicated. I've talked about that a little bit. Um, you know, Sarah, feed the trees. She was on mm-hmm. your podcast, and we mm-hmm. actually have talked about that. Because I was like, we should do like a group chat. And then we kind of like, I rethought it. And I'm like, maybe not. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it could, it could lead to drama, I guess. And just different things when you get all the people in the thing, you know. But I don't know. Like, I'm convinced that this like little community, like we got to at least all get together one day. Like, that would just be fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know she's always like, you need to come to New York. I'm like, I would love to. Yeah, I almost we, did, but the problem was, is like I was house sitting when, because um, I was going to go with my roommate because he was able to like get a, you know, hotel and all that through his job, but the, the yeah. dates just were messed up. And I was like, I can't. I've always wanted to go out there. Like I feel very called out there. Like I, but I, I've never been, you know, I've been to like other areas out there, like Maine, you know, Connecticut yeah. and stuff, but never yeah. New York area. Oh, I love New York. Yeah, that's definitely on my list of things I would love to go. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought about living there, but I don't think I could. I don't think I could survive. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, it's a lot of people. And that's, you know, I'm from a bigger city. So it's like, you would think I'd be okay with it. But kind of moving to a more slow pace area it's pretty peaceful and i don't know like i think that might be overwhelming like going back to that you know and that's definitely it's even more than from like where i'm from you know yeah got the subway and like that's all like i think i would get really intimidated by all that (laughs) i would definitely need a guide to help me yeah yeah i know it's funny because i think the first time I didn't stray too far, and that was, like, the whole um, MTV Madonna contest thing. Yeah. And then, like, the second time, I think I fared better because, like, me and uh, my friend Brooke went, and our friend uh, Pauline lives in Princeton. Okay. Which isn't terribly far. That's in New Jersey, but... uh, Yeah. She kind of showed us around, and, like, we just navigated like we were locals. Yeah. So, like, I, I when I go places, I don't ever want to see, like, touristy stuff. I just want to see where right. everybody that lives there hangs out. Yeah, same. Uh, like, yeah. I've never seen the Statue of Liberty. I mean, I went to Central Park. That was fine. I haven't seen the Empire State Building. You know, just all these things. I'm just like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I've never even ridden on a, a cable car, and I was in San Francisco, like, sometimes weekly, and it just, no, I've never ridden on one. No, oh. no, no, and it's fine. It just was one of those things because we we were always like, oh, that's something tourists do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just I don't know. Like, I think my mom was into touristy stuff, but I, I didn't really inhabit that gene. Right. I don't know because it's not fascinating because it's like, well, they could have that anywhere. Yeah. And just a lot of the things that attract people are just trying to make them, you know, feel more at home when they're away. And like in like New York, they have a three story olive garden. I mean, come on now. That's not Italian oh, food. Wow. That's like that reminds me of the is in Pasadena, California. They have like a two story target or something. Yeah. Um, oh, we have a two story target out here. Do you? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 it it was amusing to me the first time because you know you can put your shopping cart on the little thing on the escalator. I'm like, well, that's kind of fun, 
Right. But, uh, you know, the allure wore off quickly. Oh, yeah. So. That's funny. I don't know. Yeah. I do, I do love me some Target, though. Yeah, Target's fun. We don't have one close by, but we go, like, when we can. That's There's kind of nothing close by, really, and everything you have to drive, like, even like our bigger stores and stuff, we got to drive like 45 miles to get to. So that's kind of the bummer side of being in an area like this. There's not a whole lot here. Like we don't even really have any like big food chains or anything like that. We have a McDonald's and that's it. Mm. Um, I, yeah. I don't like McDonald's, but I guess yeah, if you know, we don't not, have a choice. I'm not a fan either, but yeah, I wish they would get more, you know, going over here. But I don't know it's it's yeah. interesting. And yeah. then I always get the people ask me, you know, why are you like why here? Where are you from? And so I tell them where I'm originally from. And it's so funny when you're a Californian. And I don't know if you've experienced this at all, but everybody always assumes that when you're from California, that you see celebrities all the time. Or yeah. you're at the beach every day. Yes. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I'd have people visit and they'd be like, oh, we're, we'll go to Disneyland. I'm like, Disneyland's yeah. like eight hours away. Right. Yeah. Disneyland so, is far, far from you. Yeah. I grew up going to Disneyland. Yeah. Like we then, went, but it was like a big production and my mother was afraid of flying. So we drove everywhere. Right. Um. Yeah, I remember but, going to Disneyland when it was like thirty dollars, you know, for Californians. Um, God, and it's like so expensive now. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, let's see. I went to Disney World. We went in the pandemic, which was lovely because there's nobody there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but that was my last Disney excursion, and I don't know. Most of what I've done, like going to Cleveland, was nice because I haven't done like a just a me trip or like a friend trip in a while. Cause everything's just been um, like family stuff. Yeah. Cause each, each year we take a turn and, you know, we go see siblings and um, I wasn't able to last year because of the strike. And then, but I'm going to see them, I guess next month because we're going on this insane pilgrimage. Um, so we have a half sister that we knew about growing up, but then we just discovered a year ago, another half sister. Oh, wow. So we're all getting together in Tucson, of all places. Okay. Because, you know, I don't know what the hell there is to do in Tucson. But, um, but yeah, we're going to go do that. So I'm like, okay. Which, you know, I'm looking forward to. But, like, you know, I wouldn't call it a vacation. Like, family is not a vacation. As much as you love them, it's not. It's No. It's fun, but it's also it's also stressful. Yeah, it can be. Well, especially yeah. something like this, like where you're, so you're just meeting them for the first time? Um, well, I've met the first half-sister, but the okay. other, the newer one, we have not met yet. Okay. So, um, wow. yeah. Yeah, that's exciting, but yeah, and nerve-wracking, too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes, but... um. I don't know. It should be interesting. Why not? Yeah. It's jewelry. Huh? I said I'll get some turquoise jewelry. Oh, yeah. There you go. 
I'm trying to think I, of like what else, like because I've been over in that area and I'm just like, I'm not really sure what all you could do. But... Yeah, well, originally I thought it was Phoenix, and then they were like, no, Tucson. I was like, oh, that's different. Yeah. So does one of them live over there? No, oddly enough, like my my sister Denise is in Alabama, like four hours away from me, and then the new sister Terry is in Texas, but I think she's there. Something like she's picking up a bird. She's like, you know, all into. She's an animal lover, which is is lovely. But I guess she's getting yeah. a bird from somebody, and she's going to be in there. And I guess like ex husband or somebody has like you know pull on hotels and whatever. So we're I guess not. I think we're not having to pay for the hotel or something. I don't know. Okay. I wish I didn't have to pay for the flight because it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the problem. It's like every time any family stuff, it's like if I have to get on a plane, it's pricey. Right. But I'm the one who, who chose to live out here. You know, I met my ex a million years ago and moved here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still here. That's what's hard. Like, I know I, I haven't seen a lot of my family in like eight years just because of everything. And it's like, it's really challenging with my son I can't imagine us flying at any time soon just with, you know, different things with him and um, behavioral challenges that he has. And he just really struggles with a lot of people and he's got sensory issues and stuff. So it's, it's just, it's a little too much for him to try to do. So it's like kind of trying to get people to come out here and I get it. Like, it's just hard to do, you know? So then it's like, gosh, before you know it, just years go by. And you don't see your people and it's, that's the really hard part. Like when you move away, you know? Yeah. But yeah, cause I have a brother I'm really close with that I haven't seen in five years now just cause of, you know, where I'm at. Right. And it's, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And then my mom, she's out there too. And I haven't seen her in eight years and. Oh my God. Yeah, it's challenging. Her and I have had a really interesting time. Like, so she wasn't really in my life for nine years when I was little. Um, so I didn't see her at all. And then now we're just like separated again. I always thought like my, you know, last half of my life, I would have my mom, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. Like, there's just like something that is, it's always been this thing where, maybe she's just not meant to physically be around or in my life for some reason. Cause there's just always yeah. something kind of getting in the way, you know? And yeah. like we talk and, you know, we have a decent relationship, you know, but just not having her physically present, you know, and it's hard, you know, I feel, yeah. I feel alone, like with certain things, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure it's even harder having a parent that's still on this earth and then having that, um, like with my mother, it's like, you know, she's been gone for like 21 years. So it's like, I feel the void, but I'm like, it's, I have no choice. It's like, you know, things could be different for you all. Yeah. Yeah. I know my grandparents were such a big part of my life and then they're, so they're both passed on now and it's like, it that's hard you know because they were like my parents they raised me but my dad and my mom are still alive but I've just never really been 
like even my dad has been in and out of my life. It's like, I don't know. I almost have this like feeling like just wasn't meant for them to actually be my parents. My grandparents were my parents, you know, and it's like, they just brought me here, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, like it's, it's just weird. Like I've talked about that a lot with like grief and how I feel like there's quite a few people that I grieve that are like still alive, Mm -hmm. but there's just like, they're, they're not present. So it's like, or you have situations where you've kind of cut somebody off for being toxic yeah. and like you still grieve them, you know, like mm-hmm. you still miss them, even though you, you know, you can't have them around. Like it's, Oh yeah. It's hard. You know, it's, I get, I have moments where I just, I, I, especially like my ex, I wonder, but I'm like, no, like he's somewhere in Texas. The only reason I know is because I have friends that were curious and like, you know, when people weren't around for that, they like want to know things and they're like, oh, what does he look like? I'm like, I have nothing to show you because he's been either, you know, blocked or burned or whatever. So I just, I just tell them his name and I'm like, you, you go and you go do a Facebook search. And somebody was like, oh, Texas. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah it's like because you don't really want to sit there and open all that up you know and start yeah them and yeah well i i tried to reconnect with them in um 2015 when we went to new york because i was like hey water under the bridge you know there's been so much time that's passed why don't we just like have a drink i'm gonna be in new york and he was like no he was like you know he's like i'm with the love of my life now and she means everything to me and i was like oh she we're back to women Oh, okay. Um, and then he told me not to contact him again. So it's like, all right, well, that, that did it. Wow. I wonder if, like, well, I don't know if you want to go into this, but I yeah. was just wondering, like, if he's being honest with her about, like, himself and how Probably that, not. Because like, he was with this one girl when I met him, and I feel like he probably cheated on her with me, and he lied about it because he cheated on me. Yeah. So, you know. I don't know. And it's just the whole situation was just I was too young. I was not ready to be on my own or with anybody. And I just yeah, yeah. I just went head first into somebody I barely knew. And the first year was really great, but then the other five were just terrible. That sucks. I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, it's definitely a learning experience. And I think that's probably what soured me on, you know, dating and it's not like I don't too. It's just you know I've made some all, also some bad choices which happen, um, right. but I've been very hesitant, and I think that it's very much a subconscious thing that that you're you know like you avoid that sometimes, and yeah. uh, I don't know. I think I always subconsciously chose guys that I knew were bad for me or it wasn't going anywhere because like I knew how it would end up. Right. So I don't know. But uh, then there are just a lot of things I have to work on with myself. Like, yeah, I do know that my self-esteem isn't the greatest. And a lot of it is like a lot of people really don't know. People think that I'm just like life of the party and funny and I'm just body and sexual and all this. And I'm like, it's all an act. Yeah. <laughs> Which I probably shouldn't say out loud. People will hear this, but no, it's fine. Well, I um, get what you're saying, though, because it's like this whole, like, I wouldn't say, like, oh, it, you know, 
I act, but like, it's like the whole fake it till you make it. Like you're trying to be in a place that you yeah. want to be, like you want to feel good about yourself. So I do the same thing where I, I act very confident because I, that's where I want to be, but I'm not always confident, you know? And it's, so it's, I, I understand like why you, you know, you would do that. Cause that's, you know, maybe where you want to be or you're working to get to that place where you, your self-esteem is higher and you feel good about yourself, you know? Yeah. So, well, I think also it's my whole life. It's been about, um, a lot of the uncomfortable things I was always taught not to deal with and to, you know, the white people way, sweep it under the rug. Right. Um, and so a lot of it was about controlling the narrative, like in school, you know, everybody knew that I was the big Madonna lover and I was very just outspoken and I was just, you know, trying to either make people laugh or shock people or whatever, you know, just like my idol. And, yeah. um, but that way I could control how things were going. And it's also that like a lot of people, you know, kids who are picked on, if you use humor or other things, then they may leave you alone. And then, you know, you disarm them. Right. Um, but a lot of times that happens in normal conversations, like if I'm at a party and people are talking about things that I either don't know anything about or I feel uncomfortable or whatever, like I'll just make like a joke or I'll make a sexual comment or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I stopped doing what I used to do when, when I was uh, like in my early 20s. I used to uh, wait for a pause and just look at people and be like, so let's get back to me. <laughs> Yeah. And they'd be like, what? And then they'd forget what they're talking about. And then we'd go on to something else. Be like, yay. But um, a lot of it was a defense mechanism. It was right. just very much like, I don't want you to see what's really there. And yeah. I'm very uncomfortable with that. And it's hard. I mean, it's, you know, still years of therapy. And, you know, yeah, it's like realization is one thing, but actually doing anything with it is another. Right. And it's vulnerable. Like it really yeah. is. It's, it's yeah, because it makes you feel weak and you're just yeah. like, oh, you know, I'm supposed to be, you know, this person that. Um, yeah. But like I've said in previous episodes and when I've talked to a lot of people, like people in school always were like, oh, you were, you know, now they're like, oh, you were really brave back then. And I didn't realize that. Wow brave meant you could still be terrified and you didn't have yeah. your shit together and you know you're not with a sword and a shield and you know because everybody's like the picture of bravery is quite different than right. you know it actually is and i think that that is what is really brave when people are you know stepping into their into their fears and the being uncomfortable and working through things and trying to figure it out you know and I totally understand and being in that upbringing too of not you know kind of just sweeping things under the rug not looking at things or you know using like abusing like alcohol to yeah. not yeah. discuss or you know no one taking responsibility for anything and just kind of yeah like it's it's this it's this really crazy thing becoming a parent. I had to like reparent myself during yeah. the process because I started thinking about like all the things and all the like ways and not that my family was all horrible, but just there was so much of 
not taking responsibility. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to show up every day and take responsibility if I feel like I did something wrong and was too hard on them or whatever. Like, I want to. Yeah. I want to talk about it. You know, and it's it was hard for a while because I didn't grow up, you know, with that. And it's. Yeah. But it's good when you can and you can work through it. And I think it does help you kind of, but you do like, you have to end up refinding who you are and all oh, that. Yeah. You know? Well, it's a lot of like unlearning certain behaviors that you yeah. are used to. Um, like I had to do that with a lot of stuff. Cause like my ex used to point out things. Cause like, I don't take compliments very well at all. And I always usually follow things up with a sarcastic comment and it used to bug the crap out of my ex. And he's like, why can't you just take a compliment to say thank you? I'm like, because my self-esteem, um, because I didn't get that growing up. <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. make it right. But it's like, you know, I know I love, but it was also very much like um, the way we loved each other was weird. You know, right. we were all very sarcastic. It wasn't, it never really quite seemed genuine i guess and like there was just a lot of lack of and i just remember a lot of times like when i was going to clubs like in my early 20s and i'd like you know think i was hot shit and my mom would be like oh you're too big to wear that and i was like cool and so like just a lot mm -hmm. of these things in your adult life you're like well shit this is why i'm fucked up cool yeah <laughs> And I don't know, it's just, and I hate it because it's like you're a kid and you want to believe that your parent is the be all end all. And I'm not right. saying my mother was a terrible mother, but I think I there was, her. you know, a lot to be desired. But also, I think this is all about like, you know, getting out alive and nobody really just knows what they're doing. Right. <laughs> and some people do it better. Yeah. So. Well. I think we're just all trying to figure it out. Even the people who think, you know, that seem like they've got it figured out. We're just constantly in a state of, you know, working through all the things, you know, and. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I don't think anybody will ever truly figure it out. And it's just, right. you know, finding ways to cope and finding people. And accepting that, each other. Like yeah. in that knowing like that we're all imperfect and we're all just always you know going to be trying to work on things i think that's what is good about that whole thing though like when someone's willing to accept you for you're not gonna you're gonna always be working on yourself and that's a good thing i think yeah. we're willing to learn you know continuously and not just stay where we are and you know i think that's a good thing you know yeah well i think doing that it's just you become stagnant and you kind of fall asleep and just right. i think too many people want to stay in that safe spot but they don't ever change and grow if they're going to do that right so. i think that's why we have a lot of the things going on that we do in the world and yeah. in our country just from people refusing to change and look at things and admit that something is not right and that we need to work on it you know it's it's really hard. I know. And growing up with people like that, you know, did that same thing and just not, Oh no. Like my dad would gaslight me continuously. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, it was so rough. Like just, 
and then just growing up, you know, in that time frame, like in the nineties and stuff. And, you know, I, I've always been kind of like on the chunkier side. And so my dad really like fat shamed me and I, it's so sad. Like I look at pictures of me from that time and my God, like I was not fat. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's just like, it's so sad. Like it's, and I remember like asking him, you know, years later, like, you know, why he did that and how it, it caused a lot of issues, you know? Yeah. And, um, it was just like, oh, I was just joking or, oh, I didn't say that or just never, I never have gotten that like from him, you know, like that apology or, you know, I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard. So I try to, I strive for that, like in my parenting technique where I like, if I'm having a bad day and like I say, oh, like I, you guys are driving me nuts. Like I will say things and then I will always come back and be like, look, I'm just overwhelmed today. It's not you guys. You guys are fine. And I just like, I hope I'm not overdoing it now because I'm trying to like, you know, compensate, but it's just something I never got. So it's like, I want to make sure like they're good, you know? Yeah. And I think that's that's why when I was younger, I wanted to have kids because I felt like I had so much that I could give that I didn't get. Right. But also there, because my father died when I was two, so, and it just never quite happened. Mm-hmm. But also I, I knew if the time was ever right, then I would, but I did never want to do it just for, to be selfish, because a lot of people do that. Right. And then they get in over their head and then they, they screw up a kid. Um, and I definitely said like at 40, that was it. If it didn't happen, it's not going to happen. I mean, that's not to say I couldn't meet a guy who had like older kids, but I'm like, I'm not going to be like 60, 70 with like a kid in high school or whatever. You know? Um, cause like I grew up with, with an old parent, like my mother was 36 when I was born. Oh, okay. And everybody else's parents were like younger. Right. Um, and then I got older, like my dad was born in uh, 35. <laughs> so oh, wow. he'd, he'd almost be 90, I think, or he might be in maybe in, even his nineties. No, it's 20. Oh, he'd be 90 next year if he were alive. Wow. That's so weird. He died when he was 40. Was it 44? 44. Oh, he's young. Okay. Yeah, it was weird because it's like when I hit that age, like I feel like I held my breath until like, you yeah. know, because um, it's weird. It's weird surpassing the age that your parent right. was when they died. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's always that kind yeah. of it's an, it's an irrational fear, but it's still there. Right. Um, I don't know. It is weird. It is weird having no parents at this stage. I mean, like I technically became an orphan at like 24 oh man yeah that's yeah. really hard yeah it's uh it's wild but uh yeah i'm a red-headed orphan <laughs> well and like even growing up like you know i think a lot of especially those older generations they think that you know 18 and they're done with you but even as an adult you could be you know in your 40s 50s you still need your parents like yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't think it ever ends. Like, you always are going to need, you know, your your parents yeah. and miss that, yeah. you know? 
And it's it's been hard because it's like my sister's like nine years older than me. So she's always she helped raise us and she's always been like a another mom. But there are a lot of times when it's, you know, I don't think she wants to mother us. And I don't think we necessarily want that either. But it's like sometimes I feel like I'm five. Yeah. (laughs) And so um, I do feel bad because I know she didn't choose to have to grow up so quickly right um and we've talked a lot about how things could have been and you know yeah i mean especially now with with that we have these half sister well we have another half sister just we we ponder about like what if dad hadn't died and what if we would have you know grew up with these other two or this or that it's just like who knows right and so it's, it's kind of wild to think, but you can't sit there and, and shoulda, woulda, coulda, because that's going to yeah. drive me nuts. Right. I think it's just normal to do that, though. Like, we're just, you know, curious about what could have happened. You know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we, we get through somehow. Yeah. Well, it's good that you're going to be meeting up with them, though, and spending time with them. Yeah, it should be interesting. And good old Tucson. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to look up some stuff to do out there. I know. My my natural instinct is just to find the gay bars. Yeah. And it's funny because my brother and sister, actually, they've... I've taken them to a few. I think I took my sister to her first gay bar, which is weird, because I was like, you... We're like in your twenties when we lived like outside of San Francisco, and I would have thought that you know that would have happened, but I guess not. Yeah. And uh, there's this gay bar that I go to, like down the street from my house, and they love going there. And I'm just like, it's just wild. I'm like, okay, here we go. Well, that's where all but, the best people are. <laughs> yeah. Well, it took a while. I feel like I had to raise them right. Yeah. Uh, I had to, uh, you know, because I mean, and we grew up religious, so it was hard. And then my my brother and sister got a bit, um, especially even my sister more so, just got a bit more religious again. Yeah. But then I think that just time and experience and just getting closer, that things changed with that. Because she used to say things like, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin, which is what you always want to hear. Oh, yeah. So, but she's, she's come around and it's definitely That's different. Good. I mean, we do have a um, agreement though, because I, she's like, I don't care that you sleep with men. I just don't want to hear about your sex life because you're my brother. I'm like, exactly. I don't want to hear about yours. Either. Yeah. Don't, yeah which, definitely which is why certain episodes <laughs> of the podcast, I told her, I'm like, if you listen, do not listen to this one. Right. Oh, Yeah. Yes, there were a couple in a row that it was just like it got really, really saucy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. don't want your siblings listening to that. I know I catch myself sometimes like certain things I'm saying in stories or posting and I'm like, this needs to go like in the close friends section because I have a couple brothers that yeah. are following me on there and I'm just like, oh, like I, I just want to be myself on there and just kind of like share what I want to share. Yeah. And there's just like certain things where I just try to be sensitive to them. Like, I don't know they would want to know about this, like, with me. Yeah. We're not that, we're not there, you know? But, yeah. I've always, I've never understood, like, 
siblings and family members that talk about their sex lives with each other. I'm like, this is weird. And it's not that like it's dirty or it's bad, but it's more like, that's just, that's your family. I'm like, that's just, you know, I don't want to hear about that. They don't want to hear about that with me. I've heard like friends that like talk about that stuff with their sister. Yeah. It's like, I think just all my siblings are so, they're quite a bit younger than me. Like I'm the oldest my brother and I are like 10 years apart. My I, my one sister and I are six years apart, but we're not super close. So it's like I couldn't imagine really having those conversations with her. Yeah. But I think if you just like sisters growing up together and they're like super close, like I guess I could see it. But I don't know, like just the different family dynamics, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't I want to talk about that stuff with my siblings. That's no. for sure. No, I don't feel comfortable. I just uh, wanted to like believe that you know we you know were uh, we just appeared or like you know they got right. us from the cabbage patch or whatever oh, like they yeah. didn't have sex. <laughs> it is yeah. weird though because like it's funny to me how like even like the most uptight like um you know, like non-sexual, like purist people, how they're always like, oh, it's the miracle of life and we're pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you yeah. fucked. Right. You sex. We know what you did. Oh yeah. my God. It's, so it's funny. just funny to me. It's like the miracle of life. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a gift. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is, knows. but at the same time, it's just funny. Like how we got here. Cause it's like, you know, right. all these people who, pretend to be chaste and pure and i'm like well yeah that's what we all have in common we all got here from that and we all do that right well most of us and some people don't but uh yeah i don't know it's just it's it's normal like i don't know it's i'm part of that i'm like i'm not i don't want to be all weird and not talk about things and Right. No, I'd rather just talk about it and be honest. Like, I like my oldest asks me like questions, and I'm just like, okay, well, let's talk about it, you know. And right. Um. She. So I don't know. She found something in my drawer one day. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, well. So we had to. It was you know. I had to put my like. This is a thing. It happened. Like. I had to put my awkwardness away and my embarrassment away and my shame over that away. Yeah. Like now do I want to sit here and have these lengthy conversations with my daughter about that at, you know, she's going to be 12. Um, no, but I was honest and told her, you know, like it's, you know, it's just yeah. what it is. <laughs> like, yeah. I just don't want to do the whole birds and bees bit. Like I want to be honest about stuff so that, they are comfortable and I think that helps so that they feel like they can talk to me about stuff you know and when they're in situations they can ask me you know for help or whatever and I remember growing up not you know like knowing what to do and ending up at Planned Parenthood like asking for things like just because I couldn't you know I felt like I wasn't comfortable to talk to people at home about it you know yeah same I mean it's like coming out was difficult because I told the school but I didn't talk about it at home and so because you know we grew up religious and that was hard and we just didn't talk about a lot of stuff and so like in my 
adult stage, I just, I feel like enraged over the child me and all the things that I couldn't say and didn't feel comfortable to and how things would have gone much differently if I would have been able to speak up and talk about things. Yeah. So like, for instance, I mean, I know it's probably a, a downer situation, but this is me and it's, it's my life and I always put it out there. And I was raped. I was not able to say anything to my mother. And I just hid that. And, you know, I was underage and he was like 22. And I know he was worried about like, he's like, oh, your mom's going to press charges, blah, blah, blah. And I was just too scared to say anything. Cause I didn't even want to talk about the gay thing, let alone rape. So I just didn't. And I just buried it. And, um, and then it took a long time to actually realize, cause like, I didn't realize what it was when it happened. Right. Because of the way it's portrayed in, you know, films and, and, and TV and everything, it's always this like violent, you know, thing. And, um, but I didn't realize that it could be different ways. And I also didn't realize that it could happen to men. Yeah. Well, and that's something that's definitely not talked about enough, you know, and yeah, it can. And I'm very sorry that you went through that. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's hard. It's really hard, and especially feeling like you couldn't talk about it, you know. Yeah. It's like yeah. as an adult, I just feel like just very angry for that child, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but uh, you know, it's all about survival, <laughs> right? So it's like my mother always used to say that, you know, I'd complain about things and she'd say, well, it builds character. I'm like, well, that explains me then. <laughs> All oh, the things. I have so much character because my life's been so fucked. <laughs> uh, no, it's I'd not like, all of it. I wonder, like, I've heard that too. And I wonder yeah. what that is. Like, if it's just like they just want, like, maybe, maybe people think that when they're saying stuff like that, it's like helping you when it's I don't know I think in those moments we need the softness like yeah but it is a weird almost and I hate using the term like I I feel like there are too many therapizing words out there in the world but it is almost like a gaslighting sort of yeah way along with like oh well it could be worse right I'm like, yes, it could, but you know, it's like you're not validating what's going on with me. It's like, well, I'm having a complaint and you're telling me Bill's character. Like, right. cool. That's what I want. I want to go through this bad shit so I, I can be a character. I used to get a lot of, um, well, wait till you're an adult. Like, and things are really hard. Like, it just, yeah. it's dismissive of, you know, and, you know, when you're little and, going through stuff it's hard too and you 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 deserve compassion and and comfort at that time as well you know like it's we shouldn't diminish people's grief and you know I think that happens a lot yeah I know either that or like when people play the top that game like right went through this well I went through that okay cool do you want a medal Right. Or um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, devil's advocate. I hate devil's advocate. I hate it when like, oh, let's play devil's advocate. Because I feel like that's discrediting also what you're going through, too. Right. Um, like, oh, it's, 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 in, it's in the family of it could be worse. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's just 
And I feel like also it's like invalidating you and saying that you haven't weighed out the pros and cons and thought about everything. Right. I don't know. And that some people just love to do it. They love to be on the opposite side, you know, just being, well, oh, let me just, uh, let me put in my opinion that's completely different from what you're talking about. I know. I think people need to just know that they, sometimes they just need to be quiet and listen. And maybe that person doesn't necessarily need anything. They don't really need your advice or, you know, you to tell them to suck it up or whatever. Like sometimes they just need you to be there and listen and, you know, and have compassion, you know, like it's, yeah, I I try to, because I could be like, I could be definitely a therapist and give advice. Like, and I've, (laughs) I used to give a lot of unsolicited advice and I, I don't know, like I'm trying to not do that anymore because I, I caught myself one day. I'm like, you know what? This is not appropriate. I need to just, in this moment, this, this is not what I need to be doing. I need to just listen. Yeah. That's, yeah I do that a lot I have a lot of people go through things and I just you know and it's and I even there's people that I've never met in my life and I just know from online and I know that people go through things and we're all human so I always just say you know I know I can't do anything and I'm all the way over here but if you need an ear I'm around yeah so and I know it's weird sometimes but then sometimes you almost feel like you're closer with your your internet friends <laughs> yeah definitely you know and i think that's what some people just they that is what they need is to just know like hey you're not alone like in this big scary world with all this stuff constantly happening it's yeah you do have somebody that you could just talk to and feel safe with you know yeah i think that's what we're all looking for really mm-hmm hard it is it's really hard and i feel like it's even harder nowadays to make those connections with people and i don't know yeah and it's hard too because it's like i have so many people that know me so well and that are just there for me and it's i love that they're there but sometimes it's hard because like they know you the best and so they they I don't call you out on your bullshit, but they, you know, they know what you're thinking and what's happening. And, you know, like I had my friend Jason, who I've known for years, like we, we talked about a lot of stuff and, you know, the current situation with dude that I'm interested in. And, um, we talked about self-esteem and everything. He's like, well, he's like, he's like, do you love yourself? Do you like yourself really? And I'm like, no, not really. Um, and it just kind of came out and I was like, huh. And it's like, that bummed me out because it's yeah. like, I want to, but it's like, there's this version of in it of me in my head. And then there's the, what I see and then there's what people see. And so it's like, it's confusing sometimes. Right. Cause I'm like, well, what's, who's the real one? Will the real me please stand up? Yeah. That's <laughs> please hard. Stand up. Please stand up. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Well, I think that stuff like that, like loving yourself, like that's kind of a revolving door. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like there's moments where I'm, I feel good and I, you know, I try to love myself, but then there's times where I'm struggling with all that. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if people can actually like, you know, love yourself all the time. You're, yeah, it's just hard. Well, and then there are times too when, um, 
you get confused and because a lot of people either don't know love or they're the way they were taught to love was different. Like I have a hard time. Like I know that, you know, sex and hooking up, I know that's not love, but I feel that that sometimes fills a void because it's like, I feel like I'm desired and I'm wanted and someone's attracted to me, but it's such a fleeting moment. Like it's, it's there and then it's gone. Um, and then it's like, then I still feel the emptiness. And so, but then I'm like, well, this is all that's available. So I'll take what I can get. It's like, I know I probably shouldn't sleep with this dude. And I hope I don't fuck things up just as far as being friends, but who knows, but you never know also, but also it's like so many guys, it's just been very much like a, uh, you know, one and done, random, whatever, where yeah. like you don't hear from them ever again. And it's just, you know, um, me turning into, you know, Madonna's song, Bad Girl. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a part in the video because like she's hooking up with all these guys and um, Christopher yeah. Watkins, her guardian angel in the video. And if you've never seen the video, you should because it's my favorite. Okay, I'll have um, to check it out. And it was directed by David Fincher, who did, you know, um, Fight Club and Seven and all that. Yeah. Like, I think Madonna found him before he did movies. But there's a scene in it where after One Night Stand, she rolls over and there's a note on the bed and the note says, thank you, whoever you are. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, oh. yeah. Um, so sometimes, but uh, it's weird. I mean, and it's weird because also like growing up, um as a gay man like it was very much like you weren't really it's it's almost like that wasn't about love it was about sex or if it was it was dirty and it was hidden and it was in seedy bars or in parks or whatever it was never out in the open and we couldn't get married and so it was just very much like a a primitive animalistic act and so like nowadays it's still hard to like even fathom it's like oh, okay you know it's you know but we can do all the things right that like i can. am deserving of more you know yeah. Like, yeah i yeah i i can see like how that would yeah yeah so it's it's uh it's a weird environment to grow up in and it's weird to i mean back to like dating like to be doing this in my 40s and as a gay man i'm like well <laughs> Um, and then everybody's like, well, I don't understand why you're single. You're such catch, blah, 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 you know, uh, insert, uh, you know, cliche here. And I, yeah. I don't always understand why I'm single either. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Cause I don't settle, I guess. And I don't want to just be with anybody just not to be alone. Right. Um, I don't know. And I, it's really hard. Yeah, it is. But, uh, Someday, yeah. I don't know. I, I keep like hope. I'm like, well, like Tina Turner didn't find her love of her life until she was in her 50s. So I'm like, okay, maybe. Yeah. Um, I know. I know Madonna is still out there and going, but uh, I don't. I don't think that this. She's with some 30 something year old. I'm like, I don't think he's oh, the wow. one older. I know. Well, at least he's older <laughs> than some of them because she has dated like 20 somethings. Yeah, so yeah. she progressed a little bit. <laughs> That's funny. I know. Oh. 
Oh, well, I feel like on that note, on all the notes, um, should probably sign off. Okay. Well, this was I'm just, fun. It has been. I'm just yeah. really trying. I'm trying to judge, like, I don't know, because some episodes, like, I, I don't want to have, like, a three-hour episode as enjoyable it is, as it is. Right. I mean, I've had, like, my average is, like, an hour and a half to two hours. And I'm just yeah. like, do people actually listen to all that? <laughs> Well, but, I do. When I when I listen to them, I listen to them all the way through. I might pause and come back, but yeah. yeah or yeah. I love actually like like I'll go for a walk and I just put my earbuds in and it's just kind of nice. Like helps you just kind of like go somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because my friend um, Jen, I guess she was falling asleep with like I think she had her earbuds in and she was like ambient noise whatever and then it turned off and it somehow switched over to my podcast so she woke up with like my my voice in her ear and she's like that was just weird I was like yeah I was in (laughs) I was in your bedroom and I was talking in your ear how funny I know but I mean it has been fun it has been therapeutic I I am very appreciative to the people who listen and you know I, I try not to pay attention to the analytics a lot, but right. uh, it's over 500 listens. And I think this episode is like episode 25. So like, that's okay. not bad for just starting in August. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, I don't know. But I think well, the I'm minute for you, I, I really oh. am. I think it's awesome. Well, I think the moment it stops being fun is when it stops because, you know, I just yeah. I don't want it to be a chore. Right. So I'm still enjoying it. We're still good. That's good. Yeah. Just keep doing the things that you enjoy, you know? Yes. Most definitely. And the people. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Thank you for for being on. It's nice to talk. This is our first time talking in person. I know. Yeah, I'm I'm here anytime you want to talk. Lovely. Well, I will (laughs) I will take you up on that. All right. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good day. (laughs) You too. Bye. Bye.